Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, you have a heel turn. You have a heel turn. You have a heel turn. There are heel turns under all of your seats. Another heel turn has taken place in the world of professional wrestling. This time it was Trish Stratus, which we all figured was going to happen because it had been previously reported. I'm Luke Owen, D.A.D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton. Welcome to the Raw Review here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Press the little thumbs up button as well because it helps us in the algorithm. And if you're watching this on demand, leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. However, if you're watching live, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get in your thoughts and statements and we'll read out all of them live on the show above the five US dollar level. Uh, and this is also a bit of a housekeeping. Not only just the first Raw review with the two of us okay. in unison, but it's the last Raw review that we'll be doing in this studio space. It is. So this studio space is going to be moving. We all, I mean, I can't say we're lifting it up and moving it because we've, we've rebuilt it. Or yeah. I say we. Rosie Nichols is rebuilding <laughs> it. Um, but we're going to be in our new studio mm. space as of next week. It's coming at the right time. It's starting yeah. to smell in here a little bit. Yeah, it was a bit after the Mania weekend. Yeah. A bit funky. bit punky. I mean, in a fairness... The beers are still here. I've, I've yet to actually take them Come out. Come on, that's basic stuff. It's been a I whole was, week. I was tired. And there are crisps in there as well. Well, yeah, but they're, they're still full, which is why oh, I haven't fine. taken it out yet. Fine, okay, I understand, I understand. Um, also, can I do one more bit of housekeeping? Oh, please do. This episode of the Raw Review is uh, brought to you by the movie Renfield. <laughs> Yes, this uh, this entire episode is sponsored by the movie Renfield, which mm. I, I think yes, it, it's out this Friday. It is out this very Friday. Is it? Is it Cage versus Holt? Uh, it's the biggest match you're going to want to see: Cage versus Holt, but also at the same time, Dracula versus Renfield. Like it's it's a whole thing, yeah. and and the movie just just for full clarity comes out this. Friday. Um, I um, think we should probably uh, stop what we're doing. Stop the now. joke. Well, yeah. no, I was going to say stop what we're doing now, but uh, so we can play over the trailer for Renfield Absolutely. while we continue to do the raw podcast. Yeah, we'll be talking. We'll just be in the corner. Mm, that's it. But like, we won't even be in the corner because the BT Sport feed just showed us the match without any of the visuals of. I just got the sound of the movie while Bronson Reed was having a bash. Um, hilariously, I am going to a press screening <laughs> of Renfield this evening. Um, I was looking forward to it until this amount of integration. <laughs> You just wanted to do this or brag that you're going to go see a press screening tonight. I actually arranged for Raw to be sponsored by Renfield for that sole purpose. I mean, if we're in the process of bragging, I saw Super Mario Brothers last week on my own. <laughs> and I, I'd, I'd add, 
a private screening. Well, this was it. I wanted you to get to that part because it just sounded like you just went to the pictures on your own. And, and, that's, like, and that's my brag. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. But as a brag, you know, <laughs> I wasn't sure. But we're not here to talk about Renfield yet. We are here, in fact, to talk <laughs> about uh, our third heel turn is mm. as, in as many weeks, basically, because mm. we had the Danielson heel turn on Dynamite, which although wasn't really a heel turn because he was always heel. Right. He was always listed internally on the heel side of things. He's just, he's just beloved. Yeah, he's been a heel for well over a year at this well, point now. He even met, like, back when times when they had the, the separate tunnels. Yeah. He kept pointing out, guys, I I'm, keep, coming, I'm out, coming out the heel tunnel. He was still BCC the whole time, right? And he's been BCC the whole time, yeah. Right, so like... But they've also felt like babyface. I mean, tweeners, isn't it? I get shades of Grey. Shades of Grey. The, the, the Fifty Shades of Grey by Vince Russo. Um, <laughs> he stuck it in me, bro. And then we had the Brock Lesnar heel turn yes. last week. Yes, which on... was was more def- definite. Although also kind of teased a little bit. Like he was he was bailing out of the ring, doing, you know, with the almost segments, doing little bits of heel work there. So. I, I always thought that was more of like a cocky, oh, maybe mm, he has okay. got my number. I got little sprinkles, little sprinkles. And here we had our third heel turn in as many weeks as Trish Stratus turned heel on Becky Lynch after the pair of them actually lost mm. the tag team titles to Liv Morgan. Yes. Yes, Liv Morgan and Raquel. I had to check which Raquel Rodriguez partner it was this week. I well, th- Here's the thing. So the segment began, the, the idea of this began with Lita being attacked backstage. Um, and I had read the, um, the reports of the travel issues and all those things, which we'll get into, I'm sure. One of them said that there was going to be a change to who was wrestling in the women's match. And I thought that was a travel issue. So then to have a backstage segment with Lita injured, I was like, oh, it's a it's a bit. They're doing a bit. Yeah. And I was like, why are Liv and Raquel there? I had no idea why they were on the show. And then I'm like, oh, they're challenging for the titles today. Do you remember we watched this show last week? Yeah, do you know what I mean? I completely forgot. And that's the damning indictment of the current state of the women's division. So Otis was like, he was being pruned by, and he'd been sort of like caught between Chad Gable and, and Maxine. If I may, mm. you and me, we know, serving straight George R.R. R. Martin. And then we travelled uh, across to find that, yeah, Lita had been taken out. Liv and Raquel were standing there, but mm. it was sort of made to look like they were the attackers. They won. They were like, well, we just found her yeah. there like this. It was like that when I got here. There was a lot officer. of concern. Liv was screaming. Yeah. And Becky ran in and, and Trish ran mm. in. And they then had a promo where Becky said that Lita was in a local medical facility. Yeah. And then Becky said, do you know what? I will do this on my own Mm. until Trish Stratus walked up and said, do you know what? You don't have to. I'll be your tag team partner. I guess I'm now one half of the tag team champions. They were just sort of free birding. Oh, yeah, they were, because we, we did so well at WrestleMania, which, like, is true. They, it's they true. Did they did win. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was also our fourth Hall of Famer on the show. I'll, was it? Well, I'll, I'll come on to this later, because okay. the commentary was winding me up for the first half an hour of this show. Right. Um, so we got Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus yes. versus Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I thought this actually had shockingly little reaction and heat, considering the titles. What do you mean the on, match? Yeah, the match. Yeah. yeah, considering the titles were on the line, mm. Trish Stratus was wrestling. Yeah, like it was nothing on TV. Unexpectedly, we were getting a Trish match. Unexpectedly, these people in Seattle were just treated to a Trish Stratus match, but and this crowd were like. Yeah, whatever. Mm. What's interesting, though, is the Seattle crowd were pretty fire for most of the show. They were. And I actually, like, spoiler alert, I thought the show was quite decent. Mm, same here. This match, unfortunately, was, to be polite, 
baggy. Like, the, the, I think Quite the like reason... Them. Well, I don't know. I mean, I like... I like all of the competitors. There were moments that I really liked. But for the most part, the 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 bridges between the sequences, sloppy. There was... Trish missed most of the things that she did, uh, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's true. But you are, as a wrestler, supposed to hit at least <laughs> 50% of the shots that you hit. Yeah. Um, I really... I think what I really did appreciate, and, and this is uh, this is very genuine, I really appreciated that Liv and Raquel, who are, as you say, emblematic of the whole who's Raquel's partner this week thing, they're having, you know, the same gear, they're working on moves that they can do together, um, they're looking like a cohesive tag team. And if you're going to put the belts on them, spoiler alert, they put the belts on them, you're going to want that from your tag team. So I appreciated that. I think Becky, I just got this whole vibe that Becky was kind of uninterested, like wasted in the role. I felt like I'm just not, I'm not connecting with this match. Okay. And it's a lot of people that I really like. So I kind of don't blame the crowd. Uh, yeah, and, and I don't blame the crown either because why would you care about the women's tag mm. team title? I mean, that's, because they've the, been yeah. presented as nothing, yeah, nothing ever, more or less ever since they've still come in, really. Yeah. And, and since WWE brought them back as well, they have been very much afterthoughts. And I think now they're on Liv and Raquel, they're going to be even more of an afterthought. Yeah. Probably until Ronda and Shayna get them. And then... I well, mean, what did they do? Go on a run of terror, I guess, against other Franken teams? This is this this I mean, that's the key issue with the tag team titles, right? It's not that uh the women's division isn't made up of a, an incredible roster. Like it is, demonstrably. There's a lot of incredible talent on that roster. It's just that it's not there are no tag teams. Like there are no people who feel like they've like I say, worked on stuff together, have the same gear, have the same music. The only tag team well, no, I'm, I'm, no, I, I think of the... They, they did have tag teams. I think of, like, the Iconics. Mm -hmm. I think of the Kabuki Warriors. Boss and Hug. I think of Boss and Hug. And then I, the other ones, I think of, like, Bliss Cross. Mm -hmm. Not... A, they were just kind of put together. But they were... But They, they had a storyline for being together. Exactly, yeah. And they and were, like, run. in multiple segments together. And it lasted yeah. a good, good long while. What we have had over the past year or so is just... Even back to Sasha, Sasha and Naomi, that's a team made up of two women. Like yeah. it's not a team made up of people with. I I, I think the, the real diamond and diamond of it is is Natalia. Right, like she has competed at like the past four previous WrestleManias, going for those tag titles. Shayna with a different yeah. partner on Tamina. each occasion. Um, and it was the same with Raquel, Beth. like you say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's and, again, and, and Raquel's the exact same thing. Beth is Beth can go put Natalia and Beth in a team together and let them just have a whole run because like she. Because if Beth wants to, I mean, yeah, that's true. And she and she's sort of busy with the Judgment Day storyline. But I do feel like no, she's not. That's done now. She's they all done. They are, she is now done. Edge Edge and Beth are done with the Judgment Day. Do not bring that back. Be gone, ghost. The stories in WWE never finish. <laughs> um, but no, like point being, you can have you, you you have teams that you can use, and that's how you build a tag division. And I want Raquel and Liv to have a decent run with these belts. Take this away from the storyline that we get to, and then you can have a nice, solid build with some actual tag teams. It just even on NXT though, that's a problem. They had Toxic Attraction, gone. Great segment. But your tag team's gone. You could have brought them up to the main roster together. Um, and who were the tag and, team? And they did briefly. Well, this and then they went. Ah, never mind that. Yeah. But who are the tag team champs now? In I mean, we watched Down in the Living Room. I have no uh, idea. Isla Dawn and oh, right. Alba Fire. Which even that I can I can see a cohesiveness. But the, the, the people from they want the same country. This is it. Is that? Is Alba Fire Scottish? Is yeah. Isla Dawn Scottish? I think so. She's got energy. She's got Scottish energy. Okay. Is that because she's ginger? 
I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm saying. Like the, the tag team champs in NXT at Sun and Deliver, I didn't know who they were, and it's a frustrator. It's frustrating. Aha, Scottish. Okay, well, well, well done. Thank you. Well done. I, I take it back. I just thought it was. She's got one of those like they're both spooky. <laughs> yeah, they're both spooky. And she's got an energy. She might yeah. be Canadian for all I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's my rant about the Titan Champs. Yeah. So I, but I thought the match itself was, oh, it was all right. Like it was, um, they had this like really convoluted spot where Becky was like, she, her and Raquel were in the corner yeah. and Becky was trying to do a move, but Raquel counted it. But Becky also hit a move and slammed down onto Liv Morgan and that was mm. supposed to lead to a near fall, but the crowd didn't pick up what they were putting down. There was a few uh, uh, turnbuckle spots that just fell to pieces. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about when it was baggy. It's hard to... Re- you're... Oh, oh, and then it's not happened and it's... Oh, now they're repositioning and you're already here. Oh, I'm losing it. I'm yeah. like losing my momentum. And then... So I thought the crowd were quite kind to this match in a weird way. And Becky hit the manhandle slam, but Raquel Rodriguez broke, uh, broke that up. And then... Trish tagged herself in, Liv ducked the chick kick, and then rolled her up and pinned her. Mm. So we've got new tag team champions, Liv and Raquel, uh, celebrate along the way. I'm sure no one will remember this title run. And then after the match, you know, Becky helps Trish up and was like, you know what? Thanks for stepping in. We did all right. And Trish is all like, I'm sorry. If if I'd have been on my own, this would have been much worse. So thank you for for stepping in. And Trish was apologetic. And then she sort of half-heartedly clobbered her in the back. This is what I'm talking about. And and it didn't feel like it was a particularly great heel angle until she hit the chick kick and Becky Lynch's soul left her body. Yeah, oh, (laughs) the cell. It was a a, a Trish Matrix-style fall. She was sat there on the mat like, whoa. It was like that, you know, in Doctor Strange when they hit you in the chest and you fall backwards and your your, corporeal spirit was like, whoa. Great reference. That's exactly what it was like. It was brilliant. But this is like a microcosm of the whole thing because Trish did a bash and it didn't hit in, right? It didn't, it did nothing. Yeah. And then she did the kick and it did. I got distracted because I thought I thought the mics weren't working because I couldn't see any waveforms, but I realized they're not there. That's what my brain went off and did something else. My brain did a Doctor Strange corporeal move. But when she did the kick and it did hit, it was it landed and I really fully bought the heel turn. I, I thought it was great. I really yeah. liked it. So if um if you don't hit them, if this is, this is, I know you have me here for like actual analysis and punditry and this is going to be really stupid. If you don't hit the moves, it's hard to care. So that's, <laughs> that's how I felt about the whole match. Yeah. Right. I think, I don't know. I, know. I, I like the heel turn. I'm really, I don't think we've had like a Hall of Famer heel run. Uh, Edge was heel for a bit. We're judgment really count Edge because he came back as like a proper, rather than just like a part-time show up and do a bit and go away. Oh, again. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know he's a part-timer, surely. I thought you can, you'd consider Edge to be a part-timer at this point. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Edge has said that the, the heel turn didn't work because no! they just wanted to cheer him. You're kidding me, Edge. That's... It didn't work, did it? <laughs> no. It's me another tale. Because people didn't want to boo him, you see. Yeah. They just liked and, him Well, too people much. didn't want to boo Trish here either. This is what, and so I'm wondering how it's going to go because I, I find that really refreshing. I really like the idea. Well, it's, it's the, the argument that people used to give with Vince Russo, second mention of him on this show. Yeah, wow. Because his, he's got this fascination, an absolute boner for turning Sting here. Heel. Right. Like he did it in WCW and it didn't work because people just like to cheer Sting. Mm. And then he tried again in TNA and it didn't work because people just like to cheer yeah. Sting. And yet here he is being like, bro, I'm going to tell you, Sting is a heel. It's going to work. And it never did. No. So I, I people didn't boo Trish here. Like I don't think she's going to get heel heat when she comes out the next time because she's a Hall of Fame and she's going to get cheered. She's Trish. It'd be like turning Ray heel at this point. It's like it'd be an impossible yeah. task. 
my, my question is, um, I mean, is is she the one who attacked Lita? I believe yes. I think it was pretty much implied. I think it was that's a, what it was implied. Christian Royal Rumble situation, kind yeah. of um, uh, Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels was the one that was going yeah, around on Twitter, yeah. um, thrown uh, through a, the window. A pointless part of a storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm sorry, does anyone remember this? When Sean and Triple H had this real, like, oh, heated blood rivalry, and they stopped it for like two weeks so they could do a who attacked Shawn Michaels mystery yeah. storyline. And Triple H was the one leading the investigation, only to reveal that it was Triple H, the man he was feuding with anyway. And it's it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, sometimes if you give WWE too many weeks to book something, <laughs> just do it bad. I was 12, so I was really into it. But I do now, now that you've laid it out like that, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. dead right. It was a very straight, like- We've got, we got Brett versus Vince. We don't need to do anything here. Oh no, Brett's been run over yeah, and he's like, broken his leg. Sean is like, Oh no, Triple H is in the ring cutting a promo on how awful Sean is. Then someone comes in like, oh, you should probably know Sean's been like thrown through a window. And it's like, oh no, I didn't I didn't mean anything that I was just saying. I'm concerned about my friend. Oh, no, don't worry. I did it. Like, what was that little interview? You're right. That was a very strange interaction. <laughs> it was like, so at least we didn't have like a, a week's, you know, question who's done it. It was Trish. Yeah, Trish wasn't leading the investigation. Yeah. Um, I think that um there's a chance she can get booed. I genuinely do. Mm. And if if she because Becky, Becky's good enough. Becky's first of all, Becky's good enough. Second, and she got booed. She got hit as a big time Bex. By the way, big time Bex greater than the man will die on that hill. Always will. Um, but Trish, I I I had been with these reports that the heel turn was coming. I had been paying attention to what Trish was wearing, and a lot of the time she was wearing outfits at WrestleMania. She came out in the twenty one gear. Um, she was wearing stuff last night that reminded me of what she was wearing at WrestleMania twenty. I was like, I think she's turning here, doing yeah. a heel turn here, and she's she's laying the, again little seeds, little attention to detail, which I appreciate. Let's not forget that Trish Stratus was one of the best heels. Oh yeah, ever. like so she good. was so so good, conniving, uh, smug, she arrogant. Great. She was great, and I reckon she's still got that, and she I still think it's can be a really fun run. I think it's a great way of taking... Because we talked about this. It's like, oh, it's always Trish and Lita coming back. Now, I stand Lita, so I'm always happy to see Lita come back, especially to get a little title run. Sad she didn't get to lose the belt, but whatever. We got to see her win it. Um, I do feel like there is something in the idea of we've seen Trish come back a lot, right? So how, now we're seeing Trish come back, but with something new. So it gives us as the fans the opportunity to get involved in that. I think she's got a potential to get some heat. So the next question now is when does the match take place? Because it doesn't feel like it's backlash. Like the, the sort of everyone was kind of running with the idea of like, oh, you do it at SummerSlam. Mm. I was like, oh, can that's you... That's long. That's a long way away to... to August we, the 5th. Yeah, to, like, to eke out this storyline. As we were just saying, then there are often times if you give W too much time, they either do nothing or do something very silly. So... I don't know if you can run this out till SummerSlam. I would say no. I, Four months is a long time. But I think you also want to do this at a big show. Granted, you've got a couple of other big shows. You've got Money in the Bank coming up, which is here in, in London. In London. And so that's you, two months away. That's two months away. So you could do it there. The, there's an argument to make that the Puerto Rico show uh, in a couple of weeks' time is a big show yeah. because it's WWE's first show there in like nearly to 20 years or whatever yeah. it is. So there's, there's also uh, Queen of the Ring. There's... Uh, yeah, there's Queen and King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. so you're right in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah, Which, so you could do it there. It, you could put Trish in that 
and that's a way to stretch it out until say money in the bank or whatever it depends on what the dates they've got and what they're going to do i wouldn't be inclined to give them a full month program i don't i don't think it's got that much legs i think it has legs i don't think it's got that much yeah it is a match i think on paper is a dream match like i think this is dream match scenario because these yeah, are and like, it's going to be Trish and Becky. Yeah, Lisa Trish, is nowhere to be found. I, I, yeah, I, d- I don't know what you do with Lisa at mm. this point, unless you make, unless you do, and okay, I'm I'm now workshopping something in my head, so bear with me. Um, it's revealed that Lisa wasn't her all along, and her and Trish plotted this oh, together. Oh, now that's fun. And it ends up being Lisa and Trish versus, say, Becky and a babyface Bailey <gasps> because I th- I got a I got a real moment on this show where I was like oh I think Bailey's going to turn babyface yeah with did all she the stuff she's doing with damage control yeah she did feel quite sympathetic we, and we'll get to it so we'll that's to what's that. what's really interesting with that concept and what I like about that is I've already figured out oh, oh I've already felt like you can stretch that then yes so you have the Trish and Becky match at Backlash, then Trish can go away again, and then you can have a little bit more, and then then you build that tag match at a Money in the Bank or a SummerSlam. Yeah, you know, there, there are certainly ways to do that. I'm, as I said, I'm just sort of spitballing ideas here, um, but I I would say Becky versus Trish on paper is an absolute dream match because mm. that's like generational talents. That's like one of the biggest stars of the early aughts versus the biggest star of the. 20 late 2010s early 2020s mm. that's that's like a rock hogan level two big stars colliding against each other in the same way that it sort of did for becky and lita but it didn't i was quite gonna feel say the, the only reason that doesn't feel as big to me is because we had trish and charlotte that one felt like that for me in the yeah, Toronto yeah okay SummerSlam. you're absolutely right yeah that's um, fair this it would have felt like let, let's say um you have becky and alundra blaze yeah that i would be like whoa okay let's see what you're gonna do with that or, or, you know, it's unfortunate because of the way women's wrestling was treated that we don't have that level of Hogan stardom. It's a very small pool to pick from. It certainly is. Um, I think it is because we have had several Trish matches where they felt like the last one. We did have Becky and Lita yeah, in the yeah, Chamber, yeah. which was a good match that I yeah. really enjoyed, by the way. Um, but, it, but I think the, the thing that makes this different, the thing that gives us as fans something fresh is the role reversal is the idea of the the legend the hall of famer being the bad guy yeah is more interesting to me um than just doing another you know intergenerational clash yeah i, I get that so i will be very curious to see how they stretch this out or when they stretch this out too i thought the the heel turn itself well the, the chick kick was good the so yes, it really was and i think there's also the murky waters we're gonna wait for the 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 reason as to why trish turned heel mm. but I've, I've always found it very weird to see someone wrestle a full match trying to defend the titles lose them and then turn heel like it was their plan all, all along because like surely you'd think it was her plan all along if she was the person that attacked lita in which case then well why did you just why did you try and defend the belt so why do you wrestle a match in an attempt to try and retain the belts yes unless you, yeah. unless you lost them and then that's what made you like oh i'll pull the trigger on my heel turn now but it's just, it's a bit it, mur- you're right it, that the, is the, weird the, the waters are a bit murky but hey let it play out <laughs> just let it play out let's, <laughs> let's see what happens <laughs> let it play out stretch my suspension of disbelief a little bit further. look I'm, I'm not fully burned on the vince thing yet I know a few people are really like, I come down on, on WWE because Vince is back and Vince is pulling the strings and they're saying the bar. I'm like, no, do you know what? Yeah, last week's show was bad. I, I got accused of huffing a lot of copium last week. Did you? Oh yeah, because I gave the show two out of five. No more. Right, I was like, right, right. As high as a kite on copium. <laughs> so you know, I've, I'm, but I am like, when's be like, do you know, this still felt like a trip show. Well, this is it. You, so you I was a fun game. I did have a fun game. I was playing through it. I was playing 
trips or vins. And every time I saw something or heard something that felt like, okay, that's a hallmark of one of them, I'll chalk it up um, and we'll go through them throughout the show. Um, one of them was local medical facility. That was a massive Vince ding. He got one in there. This one did feel like a Triple H show. Um, I, and, and so did SmackDown, by the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you can tell he wasn't there. But we'll get, I guess we'll get to that when we finish, the, when we finish this segment. But to, to, I guess to, to wrap it up in a bow, my final point on the Trish turn in, in this era is um, there's a let it play out element, but I'm willing to give it time to figure out what's going on that kind of why did you defend the titles then maybe it was a final straw like i'm willing to give it exactly that. i'm yeah. willing to hear what she's got to say well wait till the promo comes yeah. in before we find out and, and I we may not get that promo for like three four no weeks. sure because, they're, because they're legends, they don't show up every week but there's also the idea of like people talking about um these things have to happen every single every single show like it, you we'd, you need to have everything wrapped up in one moment yeah i do think you need to have a little breathing room you do need to let things play out for instance Cody, when Cody lost at WrestleMania, spoiler, I was um I was I was very much on the okay, well I'm gonna see what happens on Raw. And then with the Brock moment, I was like unsure. And then in this show, I'm sorry, that was the guy and that was your moment. You should have put the belts on him. Yeah. But that that's that is uh two weeks hence, right? So you can't make your judgment snap when you when you want to when we've craved this kind of long-term storytelling yeah. LTST, you want to you want that. We want it. We can't then complain when we don't have all the answers straight away. Stop trying to make LTS. It's going to happen. happen. Stop it's trying to make LTS happen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Um, let us know what you thought about the heel turn and Raw in general over at resttalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar level. We're going to kick things off here with Sergio Lolo, who is from Puerto Rico and is going to be going to Backlash. Ooh! Uh, opinions? Everyone knows the passion we Puerto Ricans are about Bad Bunny and his music. Bad Bunny does a performance in Backlash since he hasn't done one in Puerto Rico since July. And Dominic sets uh, Dominic attacks him there to set up the tag match. I think it would be a shame to not have Bad Bunny wrestle at Backlash. No, I, I think what the point he's making is that like here's a way you could set it up. Is like so Bad Bunny is doing a performance. Oh, you'd set it up on the night. Yes, you, I, would, so yeah. you do. A, you would have Bad Bunny is doing a live gig and Dom attacks him. Right. Problem there is you will have a bunch of people so confused. Yeah. As to why this mullety man right. is attacking him on stage. I think what I would do is have um, the tag match. Already, I mean, it, it, it's happening. I think we can all agree it's, it's yeah. going to happen. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I would have Bad Bunny open the show with a performance, like, mm. uh, and then and then yeah, you could have him finish and then Dom attacks him to get the one up for later on in the show to build during the show. Yeah, but I think you want to make sure that that match is already set in stone before it starts. I do like the idea of a performance though. I think Bad Bunny's great. Sergio continues here. Just wanted to say thank you for everything that you guys do. Love that Dan is on the Raw review. Also, what do you guys think of Theory doing a US Open challenge in Backlash and Carlito is the one to answer oh, for that night? I love that. Love that. That's yeah. great fun. Yeah, I'm all, a love I'm all in for that. Yeah, uh, Kevin said, there were travel issues. That's bad. But Vince not there. That's good. But they said local medical facility. That's bad. But <laughs> Bailey's back. That's good. But damage control might disband. That's also bad. Can I go now? Great. Very little Simpsons reference there. Uh, Kevin also continues, I feel when somebody says local medical facility is the equivalent of blink twice if you're in danger. Also, Becky and Bailey as a team would be a nice throwback to their NXT history and that would be fun. I definitely, I mean, I went back and I watched the um, promo from last week with uh, all three, Trish, Lita and Becky, because there were people saying, oh, Becky looks pissed. And she sure looked pissed. So it was quite... I was like, oh no, I don't want those words to come out of Becky's mouth. That felt bad. I didn't like that. I saw someone in the chat earlier which was like, guys, it's just a phrase. Like, why is everyone mad about no, local? No, I wrote this down. It's not a phrase. Local. Well, that's it. It's like, why are people so mad about using the term local medical facilities? Because no nobody speaks no, like that. No one in the history of mankind has, ever, apart from Vince, in script form, but this is has it. ever referred to a hospital as a local medical facility. We don't, they, no. It's an insane like, I thing. I can understand the. I can. I can understand a commentator, an announcer saying, "Gone to a local medical facility," like giving us a news update, like because it's news speak. But, uh, but like, if I said to you, "Oh, I went to visit my mum in our local medical facility the other day," <laughs> you'd be like, "Are you all right? What's wrong with you?" No one talks like that, you know. I, and this is what my problem with that entire list was when that came out. It's got to be what ten years ago now, or whatever, however long mm. it was. It's full of words that that sound natural and give us that sense of realism. And he's saying, no, thank you. I want to just do all of these stupid words that people don't talk like that. So I have had to write quite a few um, ad reads mm. in my time yeah. since, since, since working here. The hardest ad reads I've ever had to write are for WWE. Right. Because they give you a list of words you cannot say. Mm -hmm. 
and a list of words that you can say. And so you have to like write up something and then go back and be like, okay, can I say that? Nope, I can't say that word. So I've now got to replace it with this word, which is approved. Um, well, no, sorry. That, well, that sentence doesn't read right anymore because that's the word that I'm supposed to use. Mm. There. It's really, really difficult to do. And then to perform, really difficult to make sound natural. Because it's that episode of Friends where Joey's found a thesaurus and he's like signs off the letter Baby Kangaroo Triviani. Like he's just used a thesaurus for every single word. They are warm. That's legit one of the best Friends jokes ever. It's a very Good, it's a very, it's a very good bit um, with full-sized aortic pumps instead of like big hearts um, and that's what Vince is doing it's just don't and, it, and you don't speak like it and then you can see the yellow highlighter it, that's what's infuriating about it it's not that you're necessarily scripting the promo and people have to be on script it's that you're scripting the promo and making them say mad mad phrases What's wrong with you? Uh, Dougie Penman here says, First time Ultra Chatter. Hope that WrestleMania Backlash was just a slip of the tongue from Cody. Oh. With Trish going here, I can see Charlotte calling her out going back to the retirement match uh, for a rematch at SummerSlam. So keep Charlotte face when we and she gets back. Ah, so it's actually Trish versus Charlotte at SummerSlam is what uh, uh, D- Dougie is per- proposing here. I've seen it. I have, we have got another one on Trish up top. I, I also agree as well. I think WrestleMania Backlash was just a slip of the tongue by Cody, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, unfortunately, we do have a missing username here. Please let our moderators know that said, where's the fault line in damage control? Do Dak EO do damage control and cut deadweight Bailey? Or does Bailey get jealous and blows up on Dak EO? Or does Bailey and Dakota turn on number one contender EO evolution style? Who ends up the facier and helia? We'll come on to that in a little bit because, like I was mentioning earlier, I've, I've got a feeling that Bailey's the one turning uh, baby yeah. We have um, got one about Trish up top. We do. If you got that one. Oh, uh, we do indeed. Um, so this is another missing username. Please do let our moderators know uh, that says uh, they could keep Trish off TV after this. And Becky joins the Money in the Bank match and Trish returns to cost her the briefcase. And then it's only really a one month build. That is true. But it's yeah. very, what are you doing with Becky in the, in the meantime before we get like that, um, you, you've got a two month Becky period? Uh, yeah, I, wa- I, I want to know. Like I, if, if Trish is going to go away for a while, I want an explanation and then she can go. Well, let's get into the rest of the show, uh, which kicked off with travel issues. So this show <laughs> was besetted by, oh, by two things. Number one, Vince changed plans. And number two, travel issues meant other plans had to change. Did we get confirmation that Vince did change plans? Well, there were matches that were announced last week that then did not happen, but those were not travel-related issues. What's interesting? Like which ones? So uh, Miz versus Matt Riddle. Which felt like a Vince match was yeah. taken away. So I thought that was more like you, Triple H going, nah, cross that, that one off the list. Triple H also had everyone that had returned or debuted have their match with The Miz. So it also was That's very true. much a Triple H match to make. But put Riddle out in... It seems to me more that Riddle is in the um, the correct program now. They course created that pretty swiftly on SmackDown and then yeah. doubled down on that on this episode of Raw. I don't know... 
I don't know. I felt I I didn't feel like that was a Vince changing plans thing. If, if anything, that was way more travel based than anything. But I don't. Well, because because Matt was there, right? As was evident at the yeah. end of the show, as was Sami Zayn. So there were like changes were made from mm. things that had been announced. Whether that's Triple H or whether that's Vince, we yeah. don't we know. We don't. I mean, we know. But also, travel issues did mean that yes. they had announced Bianca, uh, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky yeah. to take place on this show, and that match got scrapped in favor of a triple threat, which very much feels like a Triple H choice to make. Well, that was what that was one of the dings I put down because that was one of the the things that was on last week. I suppose that, on last week, which yeah. for me felt another like I'm going to take your match off Riddle versus Miz. Ha! I'm going to put Riddle in the correct program. I'm going to put on the match I was going to do last week. It's this petty little game of of sort of like you know when you're a flatmate and you like you, I I put the kitchen roll in this part of the kitchen but my flatmate puts the kitchen roll in the other part of the kitchen and then you don't ever say anything about it you just silently move them bit by bit that felt like what was going on with this Vince and Trip situation here that was, to me it was, that was always my theory on Brock and Moss right was it was a Vince match that Vince wanted because Triple H was telling very different stories leading into Wrestlemania yeah. and he was very much telling a Hurt Business reunion and he was also telling uh, Bray Wyatt's Brock Lesnar he was mm. also doing more Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley stuff because mm -hmm. that's why they did the the false finisher elimination chamber yes. so he was clearly telling his stuff and then Vince came in and was like hey pal hey, like pal. this is the match I want to do and I always felt like Triple H was like fine I'll give you that mm. match as long as you don't touch anything else that I'm doing mm. it's almost like a distraction tactic mm -hmm. yeah. you, give, you give a kid something that they want to play with yeah just so they won't then bother you while you're trying to watch MasterChef. You let Becky say local medical facility and then you can get away with the rest of the show. Exactly. Not, let's not forget WrestleMania Backlash. It's not on any of the promotional material. It's, it's just not. something that Cody and Kathy Kelly said last week. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it was a slip of the tongue on both times. And I think it's actually very, it's a good sign, at least for WWE, of how well they've managed to integrate that over the last couple of years. Right, yeah. there have been times where I've accidentally said it. WrestleMania Backlash, yeah. Just in like, in conversations of like, oh yeah, and then WrestleMania Backlash happens. So I guess, you know, they've got into me. They have. And that's what the point of doing it. It's a dumb title. I don't it like is, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Double speak. Um, but anywho, we had Rey Mysterio opening the show um, because travel issues. He doesn't usually open shows. No, he doesn't. And no. Rey Mysterio, I was like, huh, Rey, huh? Yeah. Uh, and you could tell that they were filling for time because he cut the same promo he basically did I, last week. I literally wrote down, I feel like I've seen this segment loads. And, like, then, <laughs> and then Dom came out. To just do the promos he was doing in the lead up to WrestleMania. I was yeah. like, oh man, we are. We're filling for time here, I guess. Yeah, we are. Uh, and this is where, like, so had a lot of references here to the fact that uh, Ray is a, full, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And they said it multiple times in the, you know, this. And then during the match that he had with Finn Balor, more references to the fact that Hall of Famer Ray Mysterio. Mm. And Finn had a match at WrestleMania with, with Hall of Famer Edge. And I was like, all right, you're being that. And it really doesn't mean a lot, does it? And then, well, then this is the whole multi-time yeah. uh, platinum recording. Yeah, artist. yeah, literally. <laughs> and then, and then I have it with Lee as well. Hall of Fame Elite yeah. attack, but it's fine because she's now tagged with Hall of Fame Trish. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, just stop saying it. Like, for me, it was really annoying that like Lita doesn't get announced as one half of the tag team champion. She gets announced as Hall, Hall, Hall of Famer. Fame. Hall of Fame. How am I supposed to believe you're in your, in your belt if you if if you're not announced with it? Like the belt is better than the ring, no? But um, they also brought Bad Bunny a couple of times yeah. in this as well to you know keep that plate spinning. But um, and they showed a replay of what happened last week because that pretty much will be a tag match. Uh, Don was getting very good heat for this. 
Yes. Dom has been getting great. I mean, what he got last week and uh, on SmackDown was, yeah, was just tasty. Superb. Wonderful. And Ray, Sean Rossap of Fightful said this, Ray has gone from, I don't want to fight my son, to like, oh, I'll fight my son anytime, any anybody. Like, let's do it now. Yeah, That'd be great it. if I could beat my son up again. I mean, he pushed, he pulled a microphone away from his wife's hand. That's why. That's, yeah. That was the straw oh, that, that broke the camel's yeah, back. Yeah. But also... Um, I thought while Dom did get great heat from the crowd and, and the um uh the, the segment I do cut them some slack because of the travel plans and things like that. Um I felt like he was a little bit exposed by having the lack of his judgment day people around him. I felt like he, he looked a little bit like a lost baby. Oh I, I, I would just He stumbled over his words a few times. Oh and, well, yeah, but he said keep your name out of my mouth. And then and then he couldn't quite get the stick your nose out of the judgment day's business thing, right? There were a few stumbles. It felt like it just felt very rehearsed. He didn't feel like he had that swagger that because I think he's done some brilliant work over the past six mm. months. I felt like he was. He, I just felt like he was a little bit little boy lost at sea. So I would have preferred them to do it a slightly different way around and have like um, I don't know. Have I, I, Ray, Ray? Ray's not the most dynamic promo anyway. No, let's be honest. But- Although in Spanish. When yeah. they were cutting, when they're saying something in Spanish to each other, love that. More of that, please. But it's like also, it's, it's worth saying travel issues. Yes, good, yeah, good, that's one thing. Cutting some slack. Yeah. So it led to Finn Balor versus Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio hmm. after Finn Balor survived his match with Hall of Famer Edge. Um, Kevin Patrick, in terms of terrible, terrible commentary, called this a dream match. Uh, a dream match that happened quite a few times on TV last summer. He also said, How excited are you for Puerto Rico? Which sounded like the small talk you make with someone when you're sat next to them on a plane. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. like, you're the commentator of the show. And there was a moment of silence. He just went, ah, oh, how excited are you for Puerto Rico? Like, <laughs> have you packed yet? Like, what are, you, what are you bringing? Like, come on. Easter weekend when you go see the family. Yeah, literally. And there's like a bit of a lull in conversation. Any nice holidays he, planned? He literally was like cutting his hair saying, where are you going on your holidays? This, Come on now. <laughs> Uh, Ray stopped Dom interfering, but not the second time, um, as Dom clocked Ray with a chain, and then Finn Balor pinned Ray Mysterio. I thought this was a nice little TV match. Nice little TV match. Crowd were hot for it. And I think that um, I saw a tweet beforehand about Ray Mysterio's stem cell treatment, um, and about how like he wrestled a lot bef- before he left his exit in like 2015, was it? Mm. Um, basically knee braced up the wazoo wearing baggy pants to hide it the whole thing very much i mean you can notice yeah. he's doing a lot of stiff moves so now to see the stuff that he's pulling off now um man travels back in time and recognizing he's that backwards. he's he's said in as many in as many words i'm in the twilight of my career i've not got that long left i'm not ready to hang it up just yet but i will soon it is like really nice that we're experiencing this you yeah. know what i mean like as a fan when when he got his little indie run Mm. And like, you know, he was the main event of All In and then was doing stuff in New Japan yeah. as well. And it really was like, a oh, there's Ray. Yeah. Like we, that's the Ray that we were really missing in the tail end of yeah. his, his first WWE run. You know, the, the guy that we booed because he wasn't Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like that Ray Mysterio. We're like, oh, what mm. Ray, really? I love that we got this Ray. I agree. And, and I think it's and nice. That, yeah. And I think it's not, sorry. And I, I think it's nuts that he's talking about how it's like, twilight of his career yeah it doesn't feel like it no this is it he could go he's for magic. a while and it's really nice that he's experiencing this bit with his brother no son son yeah like it's, yeah. it's nice on a family level it's because he's that. taller than him though. this is it yeah um so we then had kathy kelly well we had all the trish Strider stuff then we had kathy kelly i just the state of that dress she posted it on twitter afterwards I was not a well man for a little period of time. <laughs> uh, she interviewed Paul Heyman, who mentioned that Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle were not here tonight, which means that Kevin Owens was going to be on his own fighting, which is the story they were telling in the lead up to Mania. Um, 
We then got a recap of Triple H announcing the draft on SmackDown. I'm really excited about that because I love a draft. Even if it doesn't change anything, I always like the fun of it. I always like the the, the pageantry. I'd scrap it. I would do it. Rey Mysterio was on this show. This is what I'm saying. The Usos were on this show. You're and before, and before right. you say travel issues, they were doing this pre-WrestleMania. Yeah, no, and, and it always just seemed to be the way that it's like, right, we're going to be serious about this draft. And then come sort of Royal Rumble time, we're less serious about the draft. I do want, I do believe that having separate brands is a far better system um, to keep things fresh. And then it is exciting when someone pops up. I always think about that first draft, 2002, right the way 2004, when they really did keep everything very separate. Separate titles, get some clarity on the tag titles, all of it. Do, do you know, give yourself a six, each show like alternates the month where they have their premium live event. I believe there is a way to do this. I just don't trust that they can do it. But I do enjoy a draft. Well, I mean, maybe this is a different topic for another time because we've already we're at forty minutes into this show and we need, we've still got quite a bit to go. Um, Lance Storm made a very interesting point recently. Yeah, we're talking about the Seattle ticket sales for when they had WrestleMania there uh, mm. for nineteen, and they weren't great. Yeah, and the argument that he made, which I thought was a really interesting one, it was the first WrestleMania with two world titles. Yes, and that's and he thinks that's why ticket sales were down because you can't advertise the world title match when you have two world title matches. I granted, I, maybe I'm an old man yelling at clouds here, and I fully appreciate the OK Boomer comments that I might get here. I hate having two world champions. Um, I hate it. I don't if the shows are different, especially now that we have a two night mania. But they are the same. I know, but. This is why I'm saying that I don't I don't mind the concept of it. I don't think they've executed it well at all. I said I had a real moment of clarity last night when I suddenly thought I was like, why have I enjoyed the world title picture much more? And I was like, oh, because there's, there's only, only one, one of them. They, only they've one. only got one yeah. world title. Well, that's and another, I was you like, know, oh, that's so much nicer. So okay, so let's have the one world title and then, but but let's get rid of the two straps. You know, I want clarity. I want to yeah, know what that's, what's that's happening. Absolutely true. What's happening with the belt? The tag belts? Are, like, are there going to be two sets of tag team champs? Are there going to be one set? Like, I want to know what's happening. Yeah. You know, get some clarity on it. That's what I'm looking forward to the draft. I think they're probably going to do it around then. And because they haven't announced a uh, a date for it, yeah. it makes me think they don't know. Yeah, and it came just after the All In Wembley announcement. It was like yeah. we've got to say something. Chuck Triple H out there. Yeah, I'd, I don't think they know. I think that's what he was going to announce on the, the Raw on Monday or the draft. Yeah. Uh, he only came out and said nothing. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't say nothing. He said thanks. But then he said thanks again on Saturday. Yeah. On uh, yeah, Friday. Uh, so this was the, the first segment we had with damage control, where Kai and Sky were waiting outside, and Bailey came out of Adam Pierce's office and said, "Look, I couldn't get us a title shot, a tag title shot, but the draft is coming up, and I'm trying to make sure that we stick together as a group because yeah. I, I think that's very important to us. And also, good news, I've got myself added into a triple threat tonight with Piper Niven and Mia Yim, where the winner becomes the number one contender, which is great because I couldn't get as a tag title shot, but one of us will get a belt, and that, that means that all of us get yeah. a belt. And Kyan Sky made the argument, was like, well, you've you already had that. Like, you had that shot. I think it should be one of us. And Bailey, rather than be like, no, I'm the leader of this group, she was like, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, because she's desperate to keep this group together. Yeah. So she was like, oh, yeah, I'll go speak with Adam Pierce and I'll, I'll get him to make that change because I think that's a really good idea. Mm. And later on in the match as well, like, she was looking on like a, a proud parent. Yeah. Uh, but what, also, like, sad. But also sad. Like, there was a moment during the entrance that Eos Guy had her entrance where she sort of looked up at her and sort of despondently clapped because she was not the focal point, which is kind of what she wants from her group, but she also wants the group to stay together. 
I thought it was some really interesting stuff they were doing here. And that was what made me think. And it was this moment here. I was like, oh, maybe Bailey yeah. is the one that turns babyface. Yeah. We had Which I ever I hadn't contemplated beforehand. Uh, on my on my ding uh ding list, we had a couple so we missed one right at the beginning, which was that they announced a whole bunch of segments right at the top of the show. If you announce a segment, it's kind of difficult, especially that many in a row, it's difficult to yeah. change it. That's a very triple H thing. That was triple H ding. Damage control being there at all, triple H ding. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, like I said, the last week match. They they announced the match was gonna happen this week that he was gonna do last week, triple H ding. I thought Dakota was great in this moment because she was really on edge. I loved that Io got to do a little bit in Japanese. Again, authenticity. Like, I'm not asking for loads of it, just little bits where I, I believe that that's something that Io would say. Do you know what I particularly like about that is that Io cut her promo in Japanese and Dakota Kai did not translate. No. What she said was, I think what Eoskai is trying to say yeah. is this, which, which I is, liked. I'm trying to put it into much politer terms. And again, it, it adds to that idea that actually Eo and Dakota have that kind of unity together. The way that Dakota hugged her after the win. Yeah, which because and, and it would make sense because they were the tag champs together. They they were they twice were, exactly. You know, they mean a lot. But like they were the tag team, and Bailey was the leader of the group, and and that kind of boss employee distinction is it's kind of hard to broach sometimes as friends so i liked that i liked as you say bailey's sort of like i'll i'll, I'll go and do it like i will I, li- I like that she did do it and i like that it bleeds into that whole idea of she brought this group together legitimately she was like i want and she was like I'd, I'd have had these people do it i'd have had these people to damage control she had this idea for what she wanted the group to be the group is now falling out of her grasp there's that nice little blur between reality and, and fiction there like i really like i thought it was a really nice segment what I really liked, uh, although the crowd didn't originally, because like all Bronson Reed matches, they did not react to him at all coming out, nor when he actually wrestled. Thankfully, Bobby's massively over, so mm. they did get into the match by the Which end. Which is the exact opposite of how I feel. Same, same Z's. It was Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed in a big, beefy men slapping meat match. <laughs> and That's an official title now, isn't it? They've oh, said that a yeah, lot. They, they said it on commentary. They're right? ruining it. They're taking it away from us. I loved this. I did too. Oh my god, I love this so, so much. I loved Bobby not being able to lock the hurt lock yes. in because his arms were too He's big. massive person. I liked uh, Bronson Reed doing that top row Luther's yes. press on him. It was amazing. And he literally just looked like, I just clock, I'm, I'm just going to jump, gonna jump you. on you. Yeah. It was really sloppy and clunky, but in a realistic way. And I absolutely want to see these two throw hands again. I completely agree with you. And I think there's something really interesting in... Um, the fact that it did start kind of slow and it was a little bit like what's going yeah. on here and then it really sort of picked up its pace to the point where Corey Graves called it he said they were kaijus yeah and it was like exactly what that was that was and exactly why I love a Godzilla movie I like big things I want to bash with each other and just the, but then I didn't mind the double count out I, I understand logically maybe it's a bit weird but just the idea that like at this point Bobby was really frustrated that he couldn't do his moves like he couldn't lift him he couldn't do whatever he he'd been lifted yeah at like, the moment when he did hit the spine buster though yeah oh and, and i wrote that down because it was a really nice moment of him using reed's momentum against him and yeah, being smart with it. it and then they're like just brawl on the outside it's like oh, do you know what i'm gonna batter you and i'm gonna batter you and i want them to i literally would be happy for the next three weeks for them to just come out have a match and batter and go to the back and it never end. or even not even a match just batter each other through the backstage i want battering Ollie said this to me uh, when we were in the office, and I'd, I hadn't really thought about it. He got real um, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman vibes when Paul Heyman took over the book of Raw. Right. And like they had those wild brawls. Remember that one? They like chaotically went through the screen and mm. stuff. And Ollie was like, that that's stuff. the sort of thing that he would. And I want to see that from yeah. this as well. 
I mean, yeah, I, you could argue that the finish is a bit lazy, but I think it's actually a perfect finish to this because you don't want to see a definitive winner yet. Yeah. The idea of this is you. This is a taster mm. of what you might get later. The ring's not big enough to contain them. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get false counts anywhere or something along those lines. A big stip match. Maybe put them inside a cage or something. He's like, oh, can you imagine these locked animals? And I want them to break the cage yeah, exactly. and carry on fighting. Uh, oh, absolutely. That's yeah. the sort of like madness that I want. The only thing that I, I would put as a negative of this, it was the referee telegraphing the finish. Oh, I because, didn't hear that. Because the second they went out to the outside, he went, one, two, three. <laughs> it's like, oh, are we going to get counts out, are we? Excellent use of proxemics for you, though. That was great. Big fan of that. Yelling it as loud as you could to make sure that every <laughs> microphone picked up. I'm counting everyone. It's going to be a count out finish. Um, security broke up the brawl, including PT Williams. So it was a five out of five show. There it is. Uh, Cody came out for a promo, selling his ribs because he's a he's a pro and he's a baby face and he's a baby he face is. and he apologized he did. because he's a baby face he did and he, he, he owned up to it he said I didn't I didn't and what I liked I didn't I wasn't clever enough to see what I I went because because he, he had two co crossroads he could have won but he went too far yeah he and he was like I. I did that. That's on me. So he got embarrassed at WrestleMania. Yeah. He got embarrassed by Brock Lesnar. He, he got did. embarrassed by a rubber chicken that Loved was it. thrown into the ring. Loved that. But he uh, even got a call from his good friend, Matt. I was doing... Cardona, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or I was... Or Jackson. Or Jackson, yeah. I, I, there was either Jackson or Cardona. Yeah. I get the feeling it's probably more Cardona than it is Jackson. But I liked that. But it was, it was very nice. Yeah. And it's sort of about how, you know, hey, at least you're in the main event of WrestleMania, which is the exact sort of thing that Matt Cardona would say, the big mark. Um, <laughs> and then he basically, and I, I loved this, when Cody lost to Roman, there was this swell of people that said, Cody had to lose. He's not gone through any adversity yet. And you and I bellowed about this on the Raw After Mania mm. review that we did, which was his whole story is the adversity that he's gone mm. through. Like the whole last 10 years of his career yeah. have been the adversity that he has been overcoming. He has gone through the adversity. WrestleMania was the final point of that. But we are artificially extending out this storyline and I think I still think it was the wrong move I I we were talking about copium yeah before I was guilty as charged of that especially on the first night of being like okay well let's see how it goes and I made a bunch of notes actually on the way home from that rainy show being like this is what I think about it while I was going to get the train back now when I look at this promo and I thought the genius stroke of it was I think it was Mr. Heyman who said this it was all of you as well at home. And it was probably Vince. Like it's all of these things and being very on the nose about it, just confronting it head on and just being like, no. Yeah. But he basically buried that. It's so brief. clever. But then are you about to say the line? Oh, uh, which one? The line where he basically went, earn it, looked down lens, which they don't do. They don't do it. He looked down lens and he went, I am it. And I at two in the morning, let back and went, yes, bitch. Like I was so in. It was great. Because yes, that's exactly it. And the intensity of that. Yeah. Oh. And then he started talking about Brock Lesnar. He looks at everyone like they're a victim. Mm. They're all prey. And he's now the next one. He's like, you know, John Cena's been that. Triple H has been that. Mm -hmm. The Undertaker has been that. And I'm now the next one. Am I scared of Brock Lesnar? Yeah, of course I'm scared of Brock Lesnar. Who wouldn't be scared of Brock Lesnar? But I want to fight Brock Lesnar. And he challenges Brock to a match at WrestleMania Backlash. I think it was a slip of the tongue. Backlash. I thought it was an awesome promo, but 
my the, the gods and goddesses he should be champion this is this is it like it's an it was an unbelievable promo it is an example of how you don't have to be um flashy or whatever because he kind of comes in the the lighting is dim he talks this is always his style he sort of talks to himself for a bit he's or does his thing and and it could get boring but he never lets it because he does light and shade and he comes in with a big a big line yeah. he, and he pulls back a little bit and he never lets us get boring he also took his l's in this and and didn't let us like he didn't let us see them as that in a weird way that all the stuff that came out about his make-a-wish the the level of performance that was there, the look that he's got, the media that he's done. This is your top guy. WrestleMania was the moment to put the belt on him. He didn't need any more losses. He could have been undefeated as champion for a really long time. You take the the, the strongest champion you have had in decades in Roman and you take it off him and you put it on the next strongest guy and you keep that strength because he's never lost. And the first challenge is Brock Lesnar, who's seen his first opportunity to take the belt because he, he was happy-go-lucky, whatever, when he wasn't allowed to have a challenge for the belt anymore. But now he can. I'm back to being ruthless. I want my prize. I want to be at the top of the card. And I'm going to try and take it off you. And then that's your first program. This was your opportunity. I think you did fumble it. And that's a real shame. I have got a concern that Brock is going to squash Cody. Oh, I'd hate that. I'd hate that. I'd hate it. I'd hate it. I know I, you'd probably be right, but I hate it. Yeah. I'd have put the belt on in there. I think it was the right time. I agree. Uh, they announced that Logan Paul has re-signed with WWE and even used that hilariously photoshopped image. Uh, Logan said it wasn't photoshopped. Oh, that's right, because he is wearing a different colour jacket. Note that it's a different colour, and also Stephanie's not there. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a different coloured bottle. It was yellow, even though it says blue, Still ras- blue raspberry. Yeah. Blue raspberry on it. <laughs> the bottle is yellow. Um Honestly, the, the the photoshopping out Stephanie is my favorite. Thing it's so that. funny. It's it's, it's all so it's, camp. Incre- it's incredible. Because um, <laughs> Ollie hadn't seen this, and I showed it to him, and he just laughed. And he said, "Why do they do this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was Logan who did that. Well, I mean, whoever did it, either way. But it's like well, I thought it was WWE because Stephanie's not in the picture, right? And he's like, "Why do they do this?" It's it's a good question. I mean, I mean, it's copy and paste that question to all. To be honest, the Usos took on Alpha Academy in a travel issues match, and uh, <laughs> I thought this was hella fun. This was lit. It was so, <laughs> so good. good. You know me. I love the Alpha Academy. I think they're incredible. Yeah, and at the beginning of it, uh, they were taught. I think they'd done a. The, uh, there was a, uh, a rivals or, or a documentary or something that was on, and, and then they were, Kevin Patrick went. Speaking of bona fide stars, and it was because they were on a shot of the Usos, but then Alpha Academy's music hit, and I was like, you're damn right, Bonafide Stars, Alpha Academy. Everything about them, it is simply impossible for me to not stand. I, I mean, Alpha Academy, as well as Baby Faces, are a brilliant act. Like, the call and response thank yous. Yeah. I genuinely was a bit like, it's happening. It was so good. And Otis is amazing. Otis, Otis, Otis is great because he, he straddles both lines of things. He could be a dominant force, but also a very goofy comedy so guy. Dumb. And like when he does his little leg shake thing oh, and he does like the caterpillar and stuff and like Chad Gable cheering on the yeah. caterpillar, it was it was wonderful. And then Chad Gable gets in and is just the, the most incredible wrestler you've ever seen. And I had this moment where the Usos took out Otis because it was like double super kick, super yeah. kick, super kick, super kick, set him over the announce table. Chad Gable, top rope moonsault to the floor, rolls in Jay or Jimmy, gets to the top rope, diving headbutt, the crowd are like one two kick out oh i so bought good. it i bought it as did i yes and then the usos came in super kicks 3d for the win 
the crowd went nuts for this and I loved it great time I had I wrote big vibe I just you're exa- all, of, all of the above it was unbelievable yeah. loved it uh, we had Eosky versus Piper Niven versus Mia Yim sponsored by Renfield <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said this in my, my edited review so I won't, I won't beat the horse a little, uh, too much here but these three got zero reaction. Yeah, they and, did. and the match didn't get much reaction either. And I was there being like, well, again, can you blame the fans? Because all three of these women should be in this position. Mm. They all should be in mm-hmm. a match where they're fighting for the number one contendership. But none of them feel like they they should be because like they haven't been presented. It's it's exactly that. Like they like since and then on commentary, and I got a little bit uh, got a bit aggy with this. Corey Graves basically was talking about how, like, oh man, like a lot of the people aren't really taking the opportunities that they're they're getting. And then he said, Oh, you know, Mia Yim came in with lots of fanfare, but really she hasn't done anything since she got it. And I was like, Well, that's not her fault. No. Also, she it was like, don't, don't like call them out in the yeah, moment. Like because it doesn't feel like being a heel and supporting the babyface. That just means like that just feels like exposing them for no reason. Also, let's not remind everyone that Mia Yim debuted or re-debuted on the main roster to absolute silence because mm. no one knew who she was. Mm. Like, so let's not say she wasn't to, given because that's Triple H's fault. That's it because she wasn't given any fanfare yeah. when she came in so I thought it was like the crowd was just really dead and you've got Corey Graves openly saying oh man yeah. people don't react to these people anymore do mm. they and but they did some fun three way spots yeah and I thought the action itself was dead good I actually I, I am in 100% agreement here I think it's a real shame because Piper Niven is brilliant I've had the luck to see her live she's great uh, lovely I've, I've I interviewed her yeah many many for WOS wrestling yeah and she's so nice is she, she's is she, awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, Michin is brilliant I think well, we've Who? seen Michin Mia yeah, she's oh both. sorry sorry she's both um, they, they, it's Michin on the big screens and the, and the bar but the announcer says Mia Yim so it's both um, but like also great and, and we know this because we've seen NXT we've seen Impact work like she's she's great they're both great they both like you say deserve the opportunity the audience doesn't care because they haven't given a reason to care it's not a question of quality it's not a question of of whether or not they they can do it they can go it's a question of have they been presented to why are they in a title match why are they being given a title opportunity because they don't wrestle week to week well that and they, but they haven't built anyone up so this is it and i think after, you know, after Asuka lost we were sort of like puzzling like who else is it going to be then? And on the the basis of this match, they gave us a ton of reasons why we should be seeing them wrestle more often. Like I think of that uh, Code Red from uh, Mia was particularly incredible. Um, I mean, Piper never just so light on her feet for for such a big character, big person. Um, and I wrote down Eos Hurricane Rana. Woof! That was delicious. Like there was so much really brilliant work in this match that showed me why on a three hour show. And I was thrilled to see, I, I did, I was a nerd about it and I counted how much wrestling was on the show compared to last week and it was over double. Um, but like, I would have, I'd much rather going forward, we have shorter matches, but where they can get more stuff in, they don't have to pad things out for time, they don't have to have rest breaks, where we can just see what quality they've got. So that yeah. then when it does come time to pick a number one contender... Well, we know, oh, this is going to be great. That's going to be, because we know these people. It gives us a reason to care. This uh, match also was very much designed to be a bit of a, a, a spotlight for EO Sky. Yeah. Like, you know, Mia Yim got her spits in, Piper Niven got her bits in as well. But really, this match was designed to get EO Sky over. Mm. The commentary were doing their job with it. The finish saw Mia Yim hit eat defeats on Piper Niven, had her pinned, and EO hit over the moonsault onto both of them yeah. and pinned Mia Yim. Which I like. Really, really good. They were putting over EO hard on a lot of this, and that's good. 
good because EO is someone who should be getting a big singles run in in this company. And I and I I think this is a, a great position that she should be in. It should have been here a while ago, really. And I just hope that it continues. I just hope this isn't just fed to Bianca Belair. I, yeah. And then we just move on to the next thing. Can I be controversial yet brave? Put the bell on her. And make that part of the damage control story, I think, personally. Problem is, now you've set up Bel Air, Rhea Ripley, you have, belt you versus have, belt. You have, but... Yeah, you're right. You can get it back. I, I, I don't, I, don't, I don't, don't disagree. She's a big-time player. She's the AST. She can get it back, and she won't She won't suffer for the loss. Just someone like Eos Guy in a match that they can deliver together. Oh, oh God, they'll have such great. a good match together. It'd be great. Byron Sexton interviewed Kevin Owens, who said that he doesn't have street smarts, but he does lead with his emotions, and then he read out his T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, which led into our main event of Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens. Now, do you know what? I won't be a Debbie Downer right away. Positives. Solo's theme is a banger. I loved this match. Of the matches that they've had, they, and they've had a fair few matches now in the last sort of month or so, uh, this was my favorite yeah. one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the street fight that they had. I love this one because I thought Solo going after the knee was so good. Mm. I thought that Kevin's selling of the knee Agreed. and incorporating that knee into all of his usual spots that he does was simple, but so, so effective. Yeah. So I thought it told a really good story throughout the time that they had. And I thought Owens was sensational in this match. I thought the Solo Sokoa was an incredible presence in this match. So I really liked it from that side of things. The finish was Owens could not overcome the odds of the Usos and Solaskoe hit the Samoan Spike for the win. And I think that's where sort of my Debbie Downerisms come towards this match, which is, and I get travel issues. Yeah. But I actually think this is en- this is endemic of the, of the story as a whole. I feel like in my GM mode, when you finish a feud... If you then try and book it on the next show, cool down. you get a warning saying this feud is on cooldown and that gets a much lower star rating than it would have done previously. Yeah. And then the feedback you get from the fans and the social media thing, it was like, I literally just saw all of this. And that's kind of what I got from the end of this. I get the travel issues was a thing, but I was watching this match being like, oh no, they're all just still feuding. Yeah. And I don't really feel like the story is ever progressing. Mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is that I'm after. Like, if the users had just taken some time off, I think that actually would have been a really refreshing thing for them. <laughs> and, and Kevin and Sammy could have gone and done something else, yeah. feuded with someone else. And then you can bring the Usos back to rekindle this story. Mm. But we're doing, like, Kevin hasn't got back up. And I was like, well, we had, we lit- that was all the story we're doing in the lead up to Mania. And then and Sa- the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then Sammy and Matt run out afterwards and they find them off three on three. And I was like, well, cool. We'll lead to a six man tag at. Backlash, and they said WrestleMania backlash then. Uh, backlash, and that'll be grand, and that'll be fun. But then I'm just getting flashbacks to last year, when that's what we did last year. We just or just do a six man tag with the Bloodline after WrestleMania. Mm. So yeah, I, it was good. It was a really, really great match. But I, I, I do need something new and fresh from this, as opposed to is Sammy going to convince Jay to turn babyface? Because well, that was the story we had going into Mania. I'm in complete agreement, and also every week that question gets asked the less i care about the answer it's really unfortunate and i think for me what this did was it exposed even more how incorrect the choice to not crown cody was because roman's gone now for a while we're not going to see roman for a while putting the belts on cody and having him in this program with brock going straight from roman to brock is a star enforcing promo if you if there was ever a question that cody was the guy 
putting him with Brock and having him go over with the work rate that Cody gives shows us he's the guy. The Usos now are in limbo until Roman comes back and has something to say. And who's Roman's next challenger if it's not Cody? We don't have any... It's probably Matt Riddle. We don't have any story f- for any of it. Well, they, and they, they, because Solo took Matt Riddle out. Sure, so but like, no, no, we're not going to believe it, are we? No, I know, but in the I, same way, we believed, we believed Sammy and we believed Cody. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I think the story's almost progressed beyond this is it. Matt Riddle now, and, and so, so Matt, Matt being part of the storyline makes sense. But he feels so third wheel. It makes sense on this level. It makes sense for oh, we were looking for someone who could neutralize uh, Solo. There, this should have happened in after Elimination Chamber. And finally, the pieces, the chess pieces are like, we have this equal number of people. The Usos are there to take out. So the Sammy and KO are there to take out the Usos. Riddle's there to take out Solo. All that's left is Cody Roman. And then you can do the Bloodline falling apart storyline after with a little bit of peace mm-hmm. between. People can enjoy their... You can even have, oh, we're enjoying our moments because the Bloodline are going off to lick their wounds, but then the Bloodline come back and they're angry because they've lost. You could have done so much more with it by putting the bell on, on Cody. And as a result, we are left with a storyline that feels like it's now spinning and we should have finished I it. I hadn't even considered that point until you made it. Yeah, because Roman's not going to be there for a while. And we are going to be just spinning our wheels mm. until um, until Roman comes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real problem. But I I mean, I, I thought the match was great. And I thought the yeah. Kevin Owens was awesome. I thought Sonosco was awesome. So, you know, there are thumbs up to be had around here. And I was also a big fan of the closing running element. Like, the, the like you know, they're all just sort of having a beat up on... KO and then suddenly we cut to backstage and these people who we were told weren't here a storm in the ring like I I liked that part that was fun a good uh, point actually people just pointed out Matt Riddle can't challenge for the belt that was part of his storyline he's not allowed to challenge for the belt again okay yeah well, yeah because then he was in Money in the, stuff then then was in money in the Bank wasn't he I remember being like why is he in Money in the Bank he's not allowed to go for the belt so so yeah well even more reason to put him oh, I forgot about that part yeah so did I so long ago yeah bloody <laughs> no this, this storyline's gone on for ages so overall, this was a marked improvement over last week's Oh my episode. god! Can we? Can I just say as well briefly? If I'm sorry, but we're going long. But That's like fine. the um, the the idea that there are some people being like, oh, just because Triple H is involved, people will give it like five stars or whatever, and it's like copium. No, it's it's grading on a curve. When we we both do film reviews and things like that as well. When 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 I'm reviewing Super Mario Brothers, I'm not reviewing it in the same way that I'm reviewing. Uh, the whale, or or an, a best picture winner, or everything everywhere all at once. They're, they're you, different experiences. Do you hear that, Empire? <laughs> you've got to you've got to read a you've got to experience a movie the way it's intended to be experienced, and grade on a curve, and and think about things like that. When we're comparing, here's here's a chart. Imagine if you will use use your use your little mind palace to imagine a chart. Good is at the top, bad is at the bottom. I'm not saying it's a, an exact science, but it's pretty basic. Here is a bad Triple H show. Here is a good Vince show, right? So when we're talking about one of the worst Vince shows ever, which is way down here, and a middling Triple H show, the gulf is massive. It's recognizing that, like, not... I mean, we criticized a lot. And I was actually, for someone who's a bit of a a mark and a bit of an internal optimist for WWE, I criticized a lot of Triple H's shows last year. Like, especially the go-home shows. I thought he had a a 100% record of sucking at go-home shows. (laughs) But the the quality is there. And I think it's because we hold him to a higher standard because we had that incredible NXT run. We had some really good, really fresh, really... I was going to say, that good NXT pay-per-view run. Yeah, okay, fair, 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 fair. Weekly TV um, was a development. And he and, and I will say, 
Extreme Rules, maybe not, but the majority of Triple H's pay-per-views were great. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so translated that to the main roster. Um, but I think some of the weekly TV has been really good. Some of it has been bang average. Some of it has actually been a little bit bad. But all of it has been way better than anything Vince McMahon has been able to offer us since at least 2013. Considering that this was a travel issue show, yeah. put together on a, you know, a really decent show yeah. with, with, with only half of the roster. And let's say Vince is on Zoom having his say. If you're navigating that, Fair, fair play. You know, Absolutely. like you know, we got 70, 75 minutes of wrestling compared to thirty minutes last week. Triple H signs of a Triple H show four signs of a Vince show two. So that's my match of the day report for you. Um, <laughs> More on that next week. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Lineker will be here in this chair. Uh, we've got to give a special shout out to our wonderful Patreon pledge hammers at the $25 and above level. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk because tomorrow is Wednesday. You know what that means. It's your next installment of the WrestleTalk podcast series that we do does exclusively over at Patreon. Last week was the mailbag. This week will be behind the scenes. Next week will be after dark, uh, which is where we get drinks and have a little bit of uh, uh, answer some of your more matter questions. And then the week after that will be myself and Oliver Davis reviewing I can now reveal <gasps> WrestleMania 2000 Ooh. which oh, I'm so thankful for this beat WrestleMania 27 by 3%. Goodness gracious. I could I could not have done WrestleMania 27. I watched 2000 I, more than anything else because it was my first DVD yeah, of it. If, so if, I'm quite, quite fond of it. Honestly, if if 27 had won, I would have found a way to not do that. Because <laughs> I... I Text around who can do this. Yeah, because I, I do not want to watch that show again. I don't think I'd watched it since it was on. It is a... You're urgently boring WrestleMania. Perversely, you're making me want to watch it. So here's the thing about WrestleMania 27 and why I'm I'm glad I'm not reviewing it. I love uh, the podcast, the AE podcast. Yeah. Actually, they're a podcast. It is, it's, I think, for my money, the best wrestling, like, retro review podcast that you can go out there. Everyone should go out and check. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful show. They reviewed WrestleMania 27 for their second series when they did The Rock's Return. And in the match of the night MVP, Billy Keeble gave his MVP to Snooki. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Out of anyone on the show, she impressed me the most. I mean, she did. She did that handspring back elbow. There you go. <laughs> He's like, I cannot believe I'm here saying this, but I thought she was the best thing on the show because this show's awful. What so, a time capsule that is! But right. So we're reviewing WrestleMania 2000, which in itself is not a good WrestleMania, <laughs> but it does have that triangle ladder match. So you know there is that. And if you are one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out here on the Wrestle podcast like these fine folks the infinite crisis chris jenkins chris the cypriot sensation petru all hey now you're an all-star no, no. chuck turner cody the terminator moody the mayor of painesville dan daniel's sweet mexican chocolate ibarra dr hook nolan evans all ego ethan wiley send me to heaven evan reich always shining garrett albright A.Y.I. Jody Bus Driver Harry. The Aztec Warrior Hector Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Patreon pledge hammers. Head on to patreon.com forward slash rest talk for more 
excellent content like my flaws Jordy impersonation uh, oh, this, it, was, it was unbelievable thank you it's like I left the room for a second I was transported probably the only reason I, I can't do a Jordy impersonation unless I do my Pete impersonation right. which is to go oh so high register and then I can do a really good Jordy accent <laughs> like how Peter does <laughs> is that Pete Grinnell Pete yeah that's your impression of Pete? Yeah, if you've not heard how thick his Geordie accent is. Because <laughs> he used to work at Greg's Pets. He used to get all those steak bakes. <laughs> you must stop. No. GRC Chaos Rising says, Afternoon, DAD and Professor. You brought up Trish versus Charlotte. Wasn't that supposed to be Trish versus Bliss? What if we get a Bliss return to tag with Lynch against Lita and Trish? Not against a Bailey turned, though. Many thanks. That's a good answer. So, she's been she's she's due back. And that would at least be something for Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I've been I've been asking for something. Something to do. I, I would prefer Bailey, but I'm not gonna say no. Fan of Alexa Bliss. The only reason I am pushing for Bailey is because the only reason Lita and Trisha back is because Becky brought them in to take out Bailey and damage control. So now it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And also, do you know what else works with that was that was that the re- Lita tagged with Becky now because the reason she fought against her was I know you're better than this big time Bex person you're pretending to be. I helped reveal the real person that you are. Becky can do the same for Bailey. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, their shared history and everything? Yeah. I think it's delightful. The Guilty Hat says, what was it asked last week but wasn't around? Why do you think Cody will get his Roman rematch? Cesaro never got his uh, two years, never got his. Drew never got his after Cardiff. We wanted Sammy to get his after Chamber. There will be a new guy by the time Cody and Brock ends. I think the only reason people, are, because who else is it? Well, that's, yeah. At this stage. I, I think that's it. I like the idea, a few people were thrown around on the Fightful post show uh, that Cody wins money in the bank and Cody then basically cashes in in advance to be like, I'm going to force... Be noble Roman. about it, like I'm Roman for- Yeah, exactly. I'm going to force Roman to show up on this day because he's never around, mm. and that's how he gets his rematch. Mm. But yeah, he probably needs more adversity first. Uh, Bonesawbuck823 said, I loved Cody's promo. Let's throw out some more Rocky references. Cody is both Apollo and Rocky, and Brock must break him. Only for Cody to cut the Russian. And also, LTS will be a thing. It's very fesh. Well, I mean, you've already got it wrong there. LTST, LTST. LTST. Um, further, I, I think I might have said this last week, I, I've also never seen Rocky. So I don't... Me and Punk. <laughs> I've seen Creed 3. Yeah, well, I mean, that is in part of the series. It's, 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 you know, it's fun to start at the end. Maybe watch them in reverse. <laughs> yeah, it, it does mean that you will get to Rocky Five before any of the good Rocky movies. Um, although Rocky Balboa is excellent. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think Rocky Balboa is 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 strongly in like the top three Rocky movies. If if I were to rank them, and I and you often do, and, and often do. Oh, they're Rocky Four. I mean, Rocky Four is fun because it's basically just a lot of music videos, then to boxing matches. And um, on this list, uh, where are the Ninja Turtles? Oh, okay. So, um, well, I think that uh, Leonardo is better than Rocky Five. <laughs> I just can't. anyway. What's the next chat that we? Phones <laughs> <laughs> or Buck adds in. Also, to the person who referred them as Dakio, it's clearly Kai and Sky. Kai and Sky. Cut. Very good. Very good. <laughs> 
Love that. We do have a missing username here. Please let our moderators know. Said Bailey could turn on EO and Kai after EO beats Bianca for the title that Bailey couldn't because EO is effing amazing and should be champion. But more likely, Bailey will just cost EO the title match. I don't. I want. I want. I want EO to be champion. I want Bianca to have a little bit of time off. Uh, LJ Mickey, here's my idea. Uh, unify the world title belts. I think they already have. <laughs> I mean, undisputed. Yeah, technic- technically. Uh, unify the tag belts, mid cards, and women belts. Scrap the women's tag team belts, and you can have two separate rosters with traveling champions defending their belts on both shows if WWE still want to do the brand split, which was the original idea. The, real, the original model, yeah. Which were, well, I'd say all the champions. It was just the world champion was on both shows. And the women's champion initially was on both shows. And then they just put it on one show yeah. because they then introduced the Divas Championship. Because well, they well, it, it it was more that they drafted all of the wrestlers to yeah, Raw, to Raw, and all of the Divas to SmackDown. Yeah. Um. So there was not really a lot of competition. Um. I would be. I d- don't unify the mid card belts. Don't no. unify the um. Don't sorry. Don't scrap the tag team belt, the women's tag. I think, I, I think you just need to do the, do the division better. That's it. I I agree with them combining the women's belts though. Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's the thing. You know, one champ. One, you know, and maybe maybe that's where we get Rhea and Bianca. If we don't have, if you know, if Rhea doesn't win, they can do it now rather than because I guess my worry is eking it out till Survivor Series. I don't want to watch that. Uh, Kevin says Cody having a promo. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm Cody Rhodes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! My dad's dusty. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry, I lost. Grow up. Also, I cannot wait for the women's tag title episodes of Survival Series. <laughs> oh my god, it's just that's going to be nightmarish. <laughs> okay, hold on. Don't do it it's, now. It, it's Raquel and Liv who won it off of Becky and Lita, who won it off of Damage Control, who won it off of uh, Bliss and Asuka, who won it off of Damage Control, who won it off of uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah from the Vacator titles that were won by Sasha and Naomi, who won it off of. Oh, who did they beat? Who was it? Who did they beat? Because it was at WrestleMania. Who did they beat? Why do I think it's Sonya Deville? It's not Sonya Deville. Who was it? I couldn't tell you. I've already. I got to this part and then I'm stuck. Don't look in the chat. That's not how survival series works. No, I was just laughing here at Creed Bop and Rocky Steady. That's very good chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who do they win him off? While you do that, um, Kevin, be a bit nicer to Cody Rhodes. His dad was the American Dream. <laughs> Um, Jake WTW said, I keep hearing you all talk about travel issues. I believe you mean to say transportation complications, pal. <laughs> That's very, very funny. That's very good. Um, another missing username. Uh, do, do let us know, pop it in the chat if this is you. Uh, my downside of the Bloodline storyline, granted there have only been three matches, is that the Bloodline have won all of their matches since WrestleMania, so it feels like Sammy and Kevin lost even with the belts, but we'll have to see what happens. I do get where you're coming from with that. It's a very tricky one because you still want the Bloodline to have their aura. If, if you're carrying on the storyline, they need to have their aura, but it's hard to do that while you're also maintaining the aura of the aura of your new champions. This is why the Bloodline storyline should have had its wheels fall off at WrestleMania. I can't do it. You can't do it. I can't think who it is. And actually, the chat are also throwing up lots of different answers. Shall I have a Google while you read the next one? Just to... Could it... Well, it could have been Banks and Bailey foxed your nan because Banks won the belt. Oh, Selena and Carmella. That's who they beat. I saw a tweet being like, oh, here's this beautiful shot of Carmella and Zelina walking off into the sunset together. And I'm like, why were they? 
Oh, they were the champs? Yeah. <laughs> People cared? I like all of the women on the roster. All of them. I think they've all got something different to bring. You just gotta book them right, Triple H. I beg you. I like that... Uh... It took so long to get to that point because that was the first person who found it on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no one could get it. Yeah, no one could get it, but off the top of their heads, I was like, who, what, who was it? Um, anyway, uh, missed from the SmackDown episode where we don't tend to do Ultra Chats because it's a pre-recorded show. If you want to get your statements, uh, you have to send them in pretty early doors, probably send them after the show is finished and then our moderators can pick them up and then maybe we can, uh, well, actually rather uh, Tempo and Sat can pick them up and then they can read them out. Uh, but Hannah Allen says, uh, lovely boys, lots of love. I feel gross when they were talking about what Wrestle- uh, talking about WrestleMania numbers. I was there with you and I got uh, feeling icky and accountable for my response in those figures hashtag no regrets but WWE can get lost I hate this I hate this by the way Tempest I got into basketball granted local comps Australia did but I offer my Twitter support and I intend to honour that Loki I'm also friends with local pros uh, it's been uh, it's been easy am I having the time of my life yeah uh, ASAP Tempest I was watching last night's Smackdown and it was good the only thing holding it back was getting invested and hopefully for the future is Vince uh, should I just watch and enjoy the good show while we have it or uh, not watch so I'm not disappointed I think it's a really really interesting period while I mean there was this story that came out that Vince has now not got the majority vote on the board things like that um, I think while the merger is taking place over the next few months it should be done by autumn I believe is the economy e- e- WrestleNomics were the ones who, who said this um, it's uh, going to be just something to keep your eye on uh, I, I, na- I was for you Min on Monday. I was furious on Monday after the end of that show. You swore. I, I did a naughty swear. I did a full succession Logan Roy swear. It was a bit of a top level, top shelf. If you're going to have one, drop it, you know? If it's mm. going to make it count. I mean, it wasn't um, C-bomb, but it was the you know, next level down. Yeah, I mean, the C-bomb you got to say for very special occasions or when you look really good at a party. Um, but I... After SmackDown, I was like, once again, letting it play out, holding it to SmackDown. The fact that they announced um, matches for SmackDown on Thursday gave me pause. That feels like a Triple H thing. The length of the matches, all of that on SmackDown felt like a Triple H show. This now has felt like a Triple H show, even though the, the final cat tally was 4-2. Little, little hints here and there of, of, of Vinnie Mac getting his teeth in. I really, really hate this. See how it plays out. There are Vincism, there are Vince fingerprints across the shows, but it still feels like Triple H era. So it does. So it I, does. I think we're we're okay. Uh, also, shout out to Metaskipper, who was one of our missing Ultra Chat names. Thank you very much for joining us on today's stream. Um, before we get up here, would you like a fun fact about the C bomb in uh, British movies? Go on. So, for my dissertation, I uh, interviewed someone who works at the BBFC. Yeah. And great organisation. Great. Uh, as am I. Uh, your pen is in fact from the from the it BBFC. Is. Yeah. There they are. Um, and uh, I interviewed them about swearing in movies and about classifications. And if you uh, call someone a C in a movie, it is an automatic 18 rating <gasps> here in wow. the UK. I will just classify now. These are the rules as of uh, 2007. I'm very old, and this is when I wrote my dissertation. <laughs> However, I know what you might be thinking. But Luke, I've seen Shaun of the Dead. One of the first lines in that movie is Nick Frost calling a group of tables what a-, a C. Would any of you C's like a drink? Mm. That's a 15 certificate movie. And would you like to know why? I absolutely would. I'm insisting because that you tell me. He did not indiv- he didn't say 
you see, would you like a drink? He opened it up. It was basically just like, would any of you sees like a drink? If he'd have said, you see, would you like a drink? It's an 18 certificate. <gasps> but because it was vague. Yeah. It was a term of endearment. He, it was not targeted at anyone. Therefore, it's an it's a 15. This is why I love the BBFC, because they take all of this nonsense into account and they go like, well, there was a lot of blood there, but you didn't stab anyone. <laughs> so it's kind of fine. Um, also, that's really funny because it's like when Paige got fined a load for saying the twat. <laughs> oh, I was just, can we say, like, we say twat all the time. And say it correctly as well. The Americans say it wrong. I mean, it's, it doesn't rhyme with cot. No, thank you. I couldn't think of a week. Father, you have a child. You know what a cot is. <laughs> um, snot was the other word. No, it doesn't. No, twat. We just say twat all the time. It's got, it's got an A in it, not yeah, an O for Exactly. Um, another fun one for you. Um, if a movie is submitted, uh, that is the classification it gets and it remains that way until, unless it's resubmitted. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Clerks was submitted to the BBFC in 1994 and 1995 mm -hmm. and it got an 18 certificate. Um, so it, it is still to this day an 18 certificate movie. If you show the theatrical cut of Clerks, it still comes with a BBFC card that is an 18 certificate. Or if you show the, show the extended cut, which has more swearing, it's a 15 mm. because it was reclassified in 2004. The when times have changed. When when Clerks X was released for the tenth anniversary, so it's now a fifteen certificate. So if you if you have the DVD set, disc one, theatrical cut has got an eighteen sticker on it. Yeah. The second disc with the extended cut has got a fifteen certificate. Mm. And the other reason for that is because again, it's down to the C bomb. <gasps> it's because in he's he has a he's reading out a list of uh, adult film titles, and he has a movie was like Girls Who Crave C. And ah. uh, because in the in the nineties it was like well he said it in front of a child then it's that's an eighteen certificate in two thousand four times have changed and it's like well it's not directed at the mm. child so that's the fifteen. I Fun fact love later. this movie nonsense. It's like how American Beauty is an eighteen here but was a U in France. Like we're all <laughs> you know all over the shop. Good point there, Spud Gun. Batman eighty nine is still a fifteen. Because that's what it was classified in 1989, because the 12th certificate did not exist. No need. You know what the first movie to get a 12A was? Uh, Spider-Man? That's correct. I was correct, yeah. Yes. Good good pub quiz question. Yeah, that. And it's, the reason why is because... They just wanted to get more bums on scene. They wanted to get more scene, because 12A is... You, you can go to it... It's the same as an R-rated movie. Like, if you can go if you have parental yeah. uh, assistance with you. Yeah. Is that what R-rated is? Well, R -rated, like, I always thought R-rated was 15. We're on a very different podcast Well, now. I think it's, it is a 15, but if you go with a parent and you're under 15, you can go and see it, I think. Right. I mean, Americans are just like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> Unless it's an X-rated movie. That's why they're there today. I'm <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I was just seeing if there are any more old chats coming in because we've gone way off topic here. But uh, I've actually just given you time to, to finish up the poll. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what we were doing. Yeah, so we'll close out this poll here with your thoughts on Raw. And I can confirm, mid 50%. Thumbs up 40%, thumbs down 8%. So it is still very much pointing upwards, but this is more mid. It's, a, it's an orange Cassidy thumbs This up. is more mid than we've had in a while. I would say grading on a curve compared to last week, given the fact that they had all of that nightmare travel, what was it, transportation um, complication. They yeah. had all that going on. Um I'm I, fair play for putting a show like this together. I, I thought it was decent. I would say three and a half stars. Also here, uh, Con Air was a 15 in the cinemas, but it's an 18 on VHS because you get different classifications at oh. times because they're easy to access. Mm. And you know the Peggy ratings for games? Technically not enforceable. Oh, I know, because I used to work at a game station. I used to work at so, games. So kids can come in and buy an, an Peggy 18 game and I can't stop them. We were told to stop them. Oh. So 
it was this whole thing of like, but Game Station will let us and say, yeah, well, we're not Game Station. Yeah. And that's why we're truly rivals. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. If this is your first time here and you've made it this far, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up. Uh, go check out Cutscene as well. I just released yes. the first video. It's very, very good. Oh, thank you. I was, I, was, I was thrilled to watch the whole thing. Fascinating. The uh, mushroom... Basic, they're terrifying. Um, if it, if you if you are a fan of the Super Mario Brothers film, uh, the original or the new one, or just Super Mario Brothers in general, Lucas put together a brilliant video essay. Can't recommend it enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> Looking at the uh, the fantasy draft, the one that was written in 1992, which would have been what the 1993 movie could have looked like. It's basically, a, here's what you could have won version <laughs> of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so we dive into that, go through the script and why the script did not get made. So that's available over on Cutscene. Uh, our moderators will be throwing that out now, so you can go and subscribe to that there. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. In fact, actually, no, we're back tomorrow with the next episode of Worst Match <sighs> Ever which is can you tell us what it is oh I can tell you what it is it is the Donald oh god versus Rosie O'Donnell oh. that's right everyone it is Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump from an episode of Raw that's all I'm going to say because if you've never seen it then you're in for quite a ride load it up on the network this business is a lot of nonsense isn't it thank you so much everyone I've been Luke Owen D.A.D. that has been the Professor Dan Layton Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.